Hey everybody, this is Jared Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. Written manifestation. But first, it's motor time. Listen, rich people poor people. They stay poor because they don't have goals. They don't have dreams. They don't have drive. They're just all about the here and now. They're all about what they can do. say it hurts me when it hurts you. What it means is it means emotion. It hurts. Nowadays, parents, nowadays, they, they, they do this thing called time out where they take things from kids. What do you take? You only take the things that, that belong to you. You only take things that are yours. So you can take the things. Oh, that's mine. I'm taking it. Well, you can because that's not theirs. Now, if they bought it, then you can't take it. You're being, you're like, and I'm taking it. They're like, well, you can't do that. No, it's not. Who bought it? Oh, oh, God. So when you buy it, you buy it yourself. It's your cell phone. It's not your parents' cell phone. It's not your girlfriend's cell phone. It's yours. So what I'm saying is, you take care of it more than when someone else buys it for That's a true story, and that's a true fact. You, you buy something that's yours, you take care of it. You thank them, you appreciate it, you will, at that moment you are the happiest person. But then as, as time goes by, it's not mine, I didn't buy it, then you'll sit there and say, let me think a way I can get another watched them. They had phones. Screens all cracked up. Screens broke. And it barely phones. Like five wars in three cities. That's how bad it looks. It looked like it'd been in a nuclear holocaust. That's how bad that phone looks.
mom or dad or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your life partner, whoever bought it. And that's what I mean. They bought it. So you don't take care of it as much. Oh, you appreciate it. This is not for everybody. There's some people that when they get a phone that someone else bought for them, they'll take care of it like it was theirs. They'll appreciate the phone. They'll love that phone. That phone will be the ultimate phone they've ever had. And no one else can get a hold of that phone because that's their phone. They love that phone. They will sit there and that phone could not touch. Those are rare breeds. Those are like unicorns. Like the black unicorn. Like the unicorn. A rare unicorn. Because that's the way things are. Now, I say that to, to talk about my topic. My topic today is about manifestation. I took my money and I spent my hard-earned money and I bought a book. I bought a manual. I looked online for it. About manifestation. Because I know the written manifestation. But the manifestation that I was looking for was something that I couldn't find. And so I had to look online. of manifestation, how to manifest One moment, pivotal moment, when that, when that, when that light bulb just went off, and you just saw a star-spangled banner, and it was like, ooh, ah, and you had this idea. But here's the catch: when you have that idea, someone else in this world, someone else in this globe, who's, who is in sync with you, you don't know the deal. Oh, let me go back a little bit. Let me tell you something. There's a person in this world. 
in this world, this person in this world, who has the same ideas that you're thinking about. They think just like you. They're the same mentality. They think like you. They actually act like you. They don't look like you. They're not like your twin. Unless you have your twin. Well, if you have your twin, then you got two people in the world. Or you got people in the whatever. Yeah, well, well, well you know. You know, the, you know the numbers. Well, this person is thinking the same thing you're thinking. And how to be successful. The problem is how to make this product. They're making the exact same ideas. Here's the catch. Object of it is, is who's going to go to the, who's going to come to the table first to present it to market and to sell it. That's the key. So you have this idea. The object of it is, you got to find out how to get that thing quickly to market. How to make a, how to make a knockoff, how to make a product, not a knockoff, how to make a product to put it to market so that everyone can get it. That's what you have to do. And the hardest thing is that you have to think like that. put into it, the more you get to it. Here's an example. Damon John, one of the co- Damon John is one of the co-founders of FUBU. But whenever you hear him on TV, he always says, I'm, he always said, they always say Damon John, founder of FUBU. He didn't actually found FUBU. It's not just him. It was him and a group of people collectively. They got together and, and started FUBU. But he's the only one who's the face of FUBU. Why? Because everyone else make their product and sell. He wanted to do more. The reason I say that is because that's what success is. You want to do more, you got to push it. You want to get out there, you got to push it. You got to get out there, you got to do it. Nike says, Nike's commercials are all, Nike's slogan is just do it. You know how long it took them to get that? They had an ad agency. Let me show you, let me show you another way of thinking. Here's a, here's a way I look at it.
and you gotta push yourself. life is all about what you can do because everyone will tell you I can do this I can do this I can do that yes you can Your day is coming. 
Mark my words, my friend. You're getting his number. Your success is coming. I see it. I believe in you. Let me tell you something that I know. When you are in a committed relationship, if you're single, Oh, what are you doing? You know, people who are in a relationship, let me ask you a question. When you try to put money aside for, say, rainy day, everybody does. Everybody everybody has a relationship. They put money aside because it's extra money just for them. That extra money is not your extra money. That extra money is someone else. It's the person you're with. Because you know why? Because when they broke, they want to see. They want that money. I know you got money. You got money here somewhere. I know you do. I know you do. Give me, give me, give me. That's what they do. Not a bad thing. That you're in a relationship. You have to invest. So, and the hardest thing is, is they want to be broke. They want to be broke. Just, they want you to be broke like them. So when you're broke like them, they, they feel a sense of when you have money and they don't have money, no, that money, your money is their money. When you're married, your money is her money or his money. And their money, his money and her money is hers or his. That's how it is. It's always like that. It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you. If you're in a, you're in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, your money is her money. Her money is her Or vice versa. Her money is his money, and his money is his. That's it. You can go flip side. That's how it is. What I'm telling you is that that's how you have to understand. You have to start thinking, putting in priority what you want to do. You need to start writing down, changing your, changing your way of thinking, change your mindset. Make the day is your last day. Choose what makes you happy and keep your Because you won't start your business. I know I know everyone does. Everyone starts their business. Everyone wants to be successful in their own business. I do. And by the way, cryptocurrency is going up. Bitcoin is fluctuating. People tell me I'm not getting into Dogecoin. I'm not buying no crypto. I don't know about crypto. That's, that's a fool. That's, that's fake money. What the hell is crypto? That's fake money. Not realizing that investing in crypto. I hear people all the way. Why would I invest in crypto? Don't invest, man. Don't invest in crypto. Go find a way that you can get for free. My thing is, if you can find a way to get crypto for free, get it free. Don't, don't do, don't do, don't do the easy way and buy Invest. Don't find that. Invest. They say invest. Don't invest. Go find a way you can get it for free. If you're looking on social media where they take you surveys for crypto, hey, do surveys for crypto. It may take you forever to get the crypto you want. You earn it. You worked hard for that one dollar. You worked hard for that one thing. That's what I'm talking about. That's how crypto is. When you work hard for it, you appreciate it. I work hard for my two dollars and I appreciate the whole two dollars that I did that I that I collected. And guess what? That two dollars made my money go up. That's what I'm talking about. When I was talking, I felt accomplished. I was proud of my $2. Some people would be like, it's $2. Yeah, but it's $2 that I That I was hard earned. I didn't have to split. That was my hard That's when it comes to starting a business. You work hard.
started your business. Don't let the world take you. Don't have don't don't their hand and take their pocket. Be successful. Meaning that you gotta work hard and you gotta get out there and you gotta take your And that's what you gotta do. Push it. Push it if you never pushed before. Work as if you never worked before. Work hard. Hard as you work, you gotta work hard for you. And that's your money. That's your business. Your dreams. People always say, well, I got a dream, I'm going to hold on to it, not let the world know. No, we got a dream. You need to take that dream and make it reality. I heard stories about people saying, I got a dream. I heard dreams. Got a dream. Don't, don't, don't let the world know. Hold it. Hold on to your dream. But here's the question. If you hold on to it, what is it? It's just what? A dream. But if you got that dream and you start working on that dream, making that dream reality, it'll come to pass and open up. And the world will see your dream and your dream will become reality. Here's a story time. A little story time. Long time ago, really long time ago, when I was young, I remember I watched And I always say this about this show called Lifestyle of the Rich. It's about how successful famous people are. Famous people want to look like they got money. So they have this wonderful house. They have these million dollar homes. Here's reality. Here's reality. Successful people, famous actors, actors, singers, songwriters, they actually don't own the house. They don't own the house. They buy, they're buying the house. They bought, they bought the house. But they're paying mortgage on that house. So they buy a $20 million home. They didn't go and just drop $20 million for the house. Their financial broker would tell them, it's better to just make monthly payments in the house. Because what if you want to move? What if you want to move out of that house?
just perfect. I mean, when I think you look, there were some guys there that were thugs. You know, guys that were bodybuilders, looking at the body looks. One guy had a nice package. You know, another guy, he had the perfect look, perfect smile. He had the perfect teeth. Everything about him, he had everything. Except for the one important thing that he had. And that was the one thing that they didn't have. They didn't look on the outside. They saw him like this Everybody. And out of all of them, there was one guy. He was the. He had like regular. He had a pair of jeans with a little hole in it. He had some. He had some flip flops on. If you're Spanish, he had some chancletas. If you're Asian or Pacific Islander, he had zippers. Zippers. You know. And that's what he wore. And he sat there, and he had on a pair of jeans. Jeans with a couple holes in them. And he had a t-shirt. That's what he had on. That's all he had on. He had no Rolex on his wrist. He had no watch. He had no jewelry on his hand. A couple of rings. He had a couple of rings on his finger. He had one ring on his finger. You know, he had a couple of rings on his finger. One on one ring. One on the left hand. One on the right hand. Two on the left hand. And it was just regular rings. No marriage rings. Just rings on his finger. <coughs> they were like pictures. They asked the ladies. Guy, do you think by looking and by you heard them talking and stuff, you heard them conversating, they never told you what they did, but you heard them conversating out of all of which one is the one who is the wealthy, who has more money, who has a lot of money. Guess what? They picked all these good looking guys, guys that talk the game. When it came down to it, When it came down to it, they just sat there and they just kept to themselves. And they and they didn't pick the guy. Not one woman picked that guy. When that guy, when they finally finished, they asked each person to talk. One guy got up there, one guy sat there, and he was like the real good looking one, perfect teeth and everything. Here's what he said. Um, I'm a waiter. I work at a restaurant. Um, I'm looking, I'm, you know, going around the casting calls, trying to get, you know, I'm so right now I'm just waiting tables and stuff, I don't, really, I just work part-time, I work part-time at a restaurant as a waiter because I need the other days so that I can go to casting calls for movies and stuff, maybe I'll get in a movie or not, I'm not sure, I just, so I'm out there, and, and he said, so that's what I do, another guy said, what do you do, well, he had the perfect package, down below, he had a big, huge eggplant, looking good, tight jeans. They asked him what he do. He just said, "Well, I just got out of jail. I, I've been in jail and I just got out, so I'm on parole. You know, <clears throat> I'm looking for work." And they were like, "Oh." And then they asked these other guys. One guy said, "Well, I'm a I'm, I'm a manager of a I'm a branch manager of a I'm a branch manager of a auto parts store. I make good money." Oh, branch manager, auto parts store. Yeah, I'm a branch manager. I'm the store manager of an auto parts store. And that's what I do. And he was like, oh, okay. Anyone else? Oops. Um, uh. And the other ones were like... And the other ones were like, so... And they kept asking. Then they asked, and they were like, oh. And they already had their pitch. 
what they picked and stuff. Then the last guy, they said, um, they looked at him. He was the last one because he was at the end. He pretty much didn't want to think about nothing. So... And they looked at him and they go... So they looked at him and they asked him, so what do you do? They asked the guy, so what do you do? He says, well, I really, he goes, I really don't do much, mostly. He says, I spend most of my time, he says, I spend most of my time in my office. If I'm not in my office, I'm usually at the beach. I'm usually in my office at the beach sometime. Or if I'm not at the beach sometime, I'm usually at a, at a, at a factory. I'm, I travel the world, I'm at a factory, sometimes I'm in China, sometimes I'm in Hong Kong, or in China, or either I'm in, or I'm in Beijing, or I'm in, or I'm in the um, Guaxing province, looking in factories, or I'm usually, I'm usually sitting there at, at a shelter, I'm usually at a shelter, you know, serving soups and stuff, they were like serving soups and stuff, and some factories, what do you do? Oh, I'm a successful billionaire, he said, I'm a multi-billionaire. I just, I just have a lot of time on my hands because I have my company. My company is being ran by my CEO and stuff. So myself is I do a lot of and stuff. Oh, and he did not look good. He had no teeth. And one girl said, literally, she just was like being, she, she wanted to make herself look good, so she wanted to be sarcastic. So here's what she said. She said, let me ask you a question. You got all that money. Why don't you get your mouth fixed? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If I had my mouth fixed, but I still dress the way I dress, would that make a difference? Well, if you got money, you can buy nice clothes. These are nice clothes. What do you mean? What's wrong with my clothes? These are nice clothes. My success is by how hard I work. I work hard every day. That's my success. That's what I do. My success is by how hard I work. I work hard every day. I put my work hard every day. Yes, I work every hard every day. I give back. I'm usually, you usually, if you ever want to catch me, I'm usually at a Habitat for Humanity, building a house. I'm usually at a soup kitchen, feeding the homeless. Or I'm out and about in my, I'm out and about in my van. I'm out and about in my, um, my, my food truck van, going to, going down to the homeless neighborhoods, going out to the inner city, going down to the streets where the homeless people are, and I'm out there feeding them. Um, so, Homeless people don't care about my teeth. What they care about is they want a good meal. So that's what I do. I mean, I mean, I could take my money that I spend on myself and get my teeth fixed and buy me nice expensive clothes. But I took that money that I would have spent on myself for nice teeth and nice clothes and I gave it back to the homeless. I gave it to the soup kitchens. I'm out there doing my labor. He says, I'm doing what God said to do. I'm out there doing God's work. I go to church every Sunday. I go to church every Sunday because I'm a, I'm a very good spiritual, I'm a very good spiritual person. So I go to church every Sunday. Yes, and I and I give back to the communities that I believe in because I I believe in giving back. I work hard so I give back to my community. I made my money in my community so I give back to my community. I buy a bunch of homes that are that are deplorable. And I remodel and revamp them, and then I give them to charities, to the shelters and stuff, so they can use them. The shelters that I sponsor, such and such shelters. I also, I also, I also sponsor. 
I sponsored one of the store. I sponsored an HBCU, HBCU University. I sponsored one of them. I have an endowment there. I'm not. He says I'm not a person. He says I just give back to an HBCU. I never went to an HBCU, but I support an HBCU because I believe that education for, for the young minds. I give back. I told myself that I will give back. My mother, my mom went to my mom went to an HBCU. When she met my father, my father was not the greatest person in the world. My dad did not have an education. But the one thing that my dad had, my dad had something that my mom really, my mom loved about him. My dad loved her more than anything in the world. My dad gave up everything in life for him. My dad was, my dad was a wealthy, my dad came from a wealthy family. My dad was a, my dad was a black, wealthy, and his mom, his mother, my grandmother and grandfather are super loaded rich. And my grandfather and my grandmother went to an HBCU. They went to an HBCU. My dad didn't go because he didn't want to. He wanted to get a regular job. So he went to a regular school. He went to, a, he got a regular job and worked. He worked, a, he worked a blue collar job. He didn't want to go to college. Because he believed in that's not my thing, that's not what I want to do. So he broke the cycle. So she was a college graduate who came from wealthy family. Her family was wealthy as well. And she picked my dad. You ever seen the movie The Notebook? That's like my dad. That's what he said. That's like my father. He wasn't that bright. But on there, the guy was a blue collar, had no job. No, my dad had money. My dad came from wealth. But he chose, he gave up all that wealth for my mom. He gave all that wealth up. He said, he gave all that wealth up because he wanted to love my mother. And her family said, if you marry that poor kid, because that's what they thought, you'll never mount to anything. But my dad was the smartest guy I know. My dad, my dad became, my dad became a regional president of a factory manufacturing company became the regional president even though he didn't go to college but my dad was so smart because he knew how to be successful why he knew how to be successful is because my dad had the gift from his father his father was a genius was a great genius had a, had a college degree he had a PhD in, in education and a PhD his father had a, my grandfather had a PhD in education. He had a PhD also in engineering and technical building. Black men with everything. And he's like, and they're all like, okay, okay. She's like, okay. So that was my grandfather. My dad had the mindset to be that great, just like his father. But he didn't want that. He just wanted a regular job. So he became a regional vice president. He worked his way up the ranks. Everybody in the company respected him because he started he said, my dad started and they got and they got together and she fell in love. Got married. She gave up she she gave up college. And my dad turned around and told her, go back to college. She said, but it's very expensive. You know, it's very expensive. My mom said if I if I if I marry you, I don't get any money. He said, don't worry about it. Just go back to college. I'll pay for it. She went back to college. He paid for her college. Paid for her education out of his pocket. They had a family. My, she worked in corporate America. He worked in a blue collar world. 
there was two lens. Yes, my grandfather, my grandfather on my dad's side of the family really loved me because my grandfather was so in awe of how I came when, I, when he saw his grandkids being born. At first, my grandfather hated my mom because of, you know, the situation, hated my dad. Stop speaking to him. I come along, my grandfather changed. On my mom's side of the family, my grandmother and grandfather hated me because they wanted her to marry someone of nobility. And so, but when they saw me and my sisters and brothers, I'm the only one that didn't go to college. Everyone else went to college. And guess what happened? They loved me. Why? Because I'm, it took a while for them to come around. And when they came around, they loved me. Both of them and my grandmothers, both of them supported me in my business. I never asked my parents, I never asked my grandparents for money. Never asked my mom and dad for money. What I did was, I did what my dad said to do. Dad said, you want to get, you want, you want to achieve your dream? Get out there and work hard. Don't let no one, and don't take a handout from no one. I didn't take a handout from my mom and dad. I didn't take a job offer from her mom and dad because I wanted to do it on my own. And yet I'm more respected that way. Them girls all mouth rough. They were like, yeah, yeah, sure you're a sure you're a billionaire. He said, here look me up. She looked him up, there he was. And he's his and his philanthropy. They were shocked. They were embarrassed. The story of the story, the moral of the story is the reason it was a little long, but I had to go into it. The moral of the story is it doesn't matter how successful you are or how much money you have or what education or what background you're from, it doesn't matter what you look like. No matter if you got crazy, no matter if you got no teeth or you you're missing teeth. If you're successful, you're successful. Your success is by how hard you put into it. So work hard at what you do. So you so you have some bad teeth. But but is that stopping you from getting your money? It shouldn't. Say you wear say you're say you're wearing hand-me-down clothes from the thrift store. But is that stopping you from achieving your money, getting your money? It shouldn't. You get your money no matter how you get it, as long as you get it honestly. Get it the honest way. Don't get it the don't get it the um, don't get it the shady way. And don't get it get your success legally and when you do that your success will be happy and the world will see you for who you are I will tell you I believe that you can be successful all you got to do is push it believe in yourself and push it okay don't let the world dictate what you do you could be a starving artist and be successful I believe in that all right this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and I'm here to tell you right now you can be successful at whatever you do. Don't let no one in the world stop you from being successful. Don't let the world knock you down. Just knock that door down. And remember, get into that mindset of peace mode. Achieve your dreams. Do the written manifestation. When I tell you to do the written manifestation, do the writing manifestation. Listen, I have a new way of writing, a new manifestation, a written manifestation, and I'm going to read that. On my day off, I'm going to sit down and actually read that. And when I read that, I'm going to put it in my podcast. And I'm going to tell you about it because I'm going to help y'all. Because I'm going to do the work for you so you don't have to spend that money like I do. I spend money so that I can find out. And then that money right there is going to grow. Because I'm going, I have an IOU list. My, my notebook with my IOUs, I spent a lot of money. I bought equipment. I bought books and stuff that I need to read. And I'm reading them. Yes, I'm reading it one by one. It's hard to read 
when you have when you have a when you have a person in your life because you have to actually make time. So I do what you call time management. I make time for myself to read. I also make time for her. And I tell everyone, make time for everybody. Because you need to do that. Put yourself first. Self comes first. But before you put yourself first, put the person you're with first. Then you come second. Always do that. Because when you do that, you'll become better. All right? This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I'm going to tell you like this. I love each and every one of you. I hope y'all all achieve your abundance of dreams. Y'all become successful. Today is your day to change everything about you. Listen, spread the news. Tell the world. Let everybody out there in my podcast know. Spread my podcast around. I would like for you to do that. All right? If you're on social media, put my podcast out there. Tell people to come check it out. I would like for you to do that. Okay? All right? Hey, and by the way, Bravo 6, going dark.